You have got to be kidding. <laughs> a 16-year-old is still a child. Yes, indeed. And so you had a fast grow-up period. Yes. What was told to me is, um, is welcome home, then some things have changed while you've been gone. Either get out and figure things out on your own, out on the streets, or uh, go ahead and join uh, this, this man's military. See, that's, that's three strikes, he's out. I won't tell you about how it was, I'll tell you about how it is. Welcome to Miracles Today, where all you need is faith in God. And I've got with me as my special guest today, Brad. Thank you for joining me on Miracles Today. We're so glad to have you. And I want to go directly back to a point in your life which is just crazy. Yes. You're 16 years old, and you're given an ultimatum. Can you talk to me about that? Yeah, really, it's, um, it was incredible uh, and completely unexpected, um, as at that time, uh, would, would, would appear on the outside to be a relatively good youth or young yeah. adult at that time, You're making that about transition. Yourself, right? Yes, myself. Okay. And um, went on a, uh, decided uh, I wanted to go spend the summer with my mother, and, um, and uh, that did not go so well. And so uh, after a year of school there um, and a conflict with a uh, stepbrother, they elected to go ahead and send me back to my, uh, my, uh, my father's house. Um, my father at that time was called what you would refer to as a job shopper. He would go out to whoever would pay him the most at that time. And um, he happened to be out of the state when I had came back home. And um, when I came back to the house, my, uh, my stepmother was there. And um, God bless her, she had a, a gentleman in a military uniform sitting next to her. You're 16 years old. I'm 16. Actually, I hadn't turned 16. I was still 15. 15. You yes. walk in, and your stepmom's there. Yes. And your daddy's gone. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a man in a military uniform. Yes. And then what was told to you? What was told to me is, um, is welcome home. Then some things have changed while you've been gone. And um, we are going to give you an ultimatum. And that ultimatum today is going to be uh, um, either get out and figure things out on your own, out on the streets, or uh, go ahead and join uh, this, this man's military. You have got to be kidding. <laughs> now, I, I mean, you're, you're about to turn 16. Is that even legal? Um, actually, it is um, with both parents' consent, which was my next question. I said, does my dad know about this? And it was, yes, we've talked about it. We have agreed upon it, and these are your options. And so what was your decision? Well, at that time, my decision was go ahead and go in the military. It sounded pretty safe at that point. Um, you know, I went back on the thought later on and said, man, I should have just asked for a plane ticket back to California and, you know, took my... Uh, gambled with my uh, with my options out there well, but the problems that they were having and you were having as a young person right. was what with with was it drugs or um actually it wasn't it was um it was uh, it, it was communicated back to me years later um once we reconciled our relationship with uh, my stepmother is uh is that uh she just didn't understand how to raise a son you know because she came in the relationship when i was about six years old she had two uh, two wonderful daughters and um and uh it, it, she knew how to take care of them, so to speak, but when the son came in the, the picture, because um, I, I'm not really sure what took place there, but, but she said the best way she could communicate it was that she didn't understand how to take care of a son. And there, so, so it wasn't military kind of school? No, it was not military. It was, it was the, the military. I was, at that point, I stepped right into the, uh, the, the National Guard, the reserves, 
went to military training over the summertime, had come back, and at that time I made a uh, decision to go ahead and go from, because I had turned 16 during that time frame, and then I went active duty military. So when we, so when we see on the news these young gentlemen dr mm -hmm. driving these tanks, and they look like they're 18 years old. Some of them are. Some of them actually are. Some of them actually may be 17 years old, depending on, on, on when their birthday approaches and how they go about getting into the service. Now, how did that affect you, Brad, um, as far as having your father send you into the military? Um, it, on, on a heart decision, um, because there were some other issues I was dealing with in between that time, um, uh, moving away from my grandparents, that being really kind of a deep tear, the way that took place, um, um, didn't agree. My, my father, uh, he made the mistake when he got engaged of asking me how I felt about the engagement, moving into a marriage, and I, I gave him my answer, which he uh, didn't approve of. And um, um, it just, uh, it, you know, it just seemed like just a series of betrayal. I, um, you know, my, my dad got divorced from my mother over a misunderstanding that was more uh, um, generated by her parents um, specifically her mother and, uh, because of uh, money didn't go the way it was supposed to with my, my coming from an entrepreneurial family. Uh, we started Bob's Big Boy. Oh, and so, so your family my, started Bob's Big yes, Boy. Yes, my, uh, my grandfather and Bob Wyan were business associates and uh, I, she anticipated my father taking over the business after my grandfather stepped down. My, my grandfather, being a self-made man, said to my father, you need to learn how to become a self-made man because I'm not going to spoon feed you on this. And, and so your dad did the same thing to you? Um, in a sorts, yes, he did. And um, um, he, he did the best he could with the tools that he had at that time to, to um, establish values in me that I still carry today. And, you know, integrity, honesty, um, um, being a man of my word and trying to respect others, um, which I think is a real nice foundation that's been established there for which, the, you know, God has been able to build some nice stuff upon. Well, I think that you're being incredibly gracious, and I can tell that you've gone through a lot of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Welcome back to Miracles Today, and I'm here with Brad. And Brad, when we left, we talked about mm -hmm. how at 16 years old you went into the military, right. and and you were being so incredibly gracious. Um, I mean, a 16-year-old is still a child. Yes, indeed. And so you had a fast grow-up period. Yes, fast and reckless. Now tell me about. Um, how you met Dr. Harfouche? Well, really, I met Dr. Harfouche back on island, um, back in the island on of Guam. On island, meaning yes, Guam. Guam. Okay. And um, had uh, had taken the military. Uh, my first tour was over there um, at uh, the the tender age of 17, and um, had come back to the states after marrying and meeting my wife and uh, having our first son. And um, we decided at that point that the best opportunity would be move back to the states after my my stateside tour had concluded, and we moved back there. Um, found out that the, uh, I wasn't in the military's best interest as far as my family goes. And in, um, instead of having an opportunity to come out here to an instructor school back in 97, uh, I elected to step out in the military and uh, trust God for his options. We had just gotten involved in the church. I had uh, done the best I could to ruin our marriage. And um, once I got over myself, my wife was gracious enough to allow me to, uh, to reconcile the relationship. Aww. Yes. and. Um, but, you, but then doctor came into your well, life. Well, then doctor came into our life back um, the same month that you signed the lease on this res on this uh, property here. 
Um, he came over. You were uh, originally scheduled to attend with him, and then the lease came up, and uh, so he. Oh, when we well, yes, when, when we moved on into the, the big to the big building. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And um, so he came over, and, and uh, just just uh, hearing about the ministry, we decided to prepare ourselves. We took time off of work. We fasted and prayed up, and um, then we sat in our seats for the first two days with our jaws in our laps looking at the same scriptures we've gone over maybe 20, 30 times before, wondering how is this man of God getting such revelation out of this word? And it just, uh, it floored us. It was, um, I mean, we're absolutely amazed by it. And so it, that moved you from Guam to become an in-residence Bible school student. It actually challenged us in our hearts to do that. And uh, we, we initially participated in the CP program. We got CP1. Um, then Doc came out about six months later because he felt God laid on his heart to bless the entire island because we just come through a series of super typhoons. <clears throat> and at that time, um, we picked up CP2 and we really started praying because some transitions had come about in our life and we were asking God for decisions which way to go. And there was a number of different opportunities. But the biggest thing that we were concerned about was really hearing the voice of God yes. and wanting to be in a position to where we could count ourselves as sons of God who so hear his voice and obey, even if it means uh, the contradiction of those around you that that love you and care for you and believe that that you would believe in normal situation circumstances would have your best interest involved. So now tell me, and and I'd like you to talk to the millions mm -hmm. of people that are listening right now. If you, after IMI mm -hmm. and uh, after the teachings, being on the home study course, if you were in your father's position. Mm -hmm and you had a 15-year-old son about ready to turn 16, what would you do? Can you tell our viewers that? Absolutely. Um, I, can, I can speak to this from a, from a reference of uh, experience because my son is now 16 years old. He'll be, uh, he's 15 years old, he'll be 16 uh, in, a, in four months from now. And um, there's a transition that takes place and there's, there's an empathy and a love and a compassion and an understanding that you can only get from being filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, there's family values that are passed down sometimes from generation to generation. There's other circumstances where possibly those family values were never established and you're living the typical uh, uh, nuclear family that, that just, it, it's scattered and you can't collect yourselves. But there's an opportunity which the gospel will establish in you, not only for yourself, but for the generations to come in your family that allow you to pass an inheritance to your children and your children's children and their children's children, as the Bible promises, to really establish you into a place of love, into a place of receptivity for your children, and really giving them biblical answers and opportunities. The last thing I could see doing now at this point in my life is setting my children out on, their, out on their own to make decisions that they're not able or mature enough to make yet because they haven't had the opportunity really to step into those decisions yes, yet. Yes, yes, yes. They're still babies. Absolutely, and they, so they need guidance. So what would you do? What I would do What is would you do if you had uh, just a circumstance that you were pressured, maybe you had a troubled youth, mm -hmm. maybe you... Tell, tell, tell our viewers what you would do right now as a man of God. Right now what I would do is I would set my son down and I sat my son down because we go through issues because we're growing. Yes. You know, we're, we're, we're real people dealing with real issues. And you have to listen. You have to open yourself up. And you have to, uh, if you've made the mistake, you have to be able to say, I'm sorry, forgive me, I made the mistake, and extend the olive branch. But you also you need to be compassionate and empathetic, uh, not um, empathetic to their needs because they have genuine needs and they have genuine questions that need to be answered. And you can only answer them through love and through compassion and what the Word tells you. 
and the word says God will never leave you or forsake you and being their representative of their Heavenly Father here on earth, you need to extend that same love and same compassion. And really what we got through the IMI course and through learning greater revelation in the word and becoming a disciple underneath this word here is that I'm learning not only to deal with some of the areas of lack that I have in my life, but I'm able to communicate with my son in a way that, that I was never able actually to communicate with my father. And yes. still don't really feel comfortable communicating. Yes. There's a really a desire in my heart to communicate with that him will on that come. level. Yes. That will come as you continue to study and, and do what you're doing at the International mm -hmm. Miracle Institute. Well, right now we're going to go to God's prophet of performance, Dr. Christian Harfouche, and enjoy some anointed preaching and more teaching on real life and, and how to incorporate the Word of God into our real life. Paul, we want you to minister today <laughs> along the lines of God's ability to answer prayer. All right. Today, today I will be preaching about the God who does more than you can ask and more than you can think and how he does it by the power in you. But it's going to take me uh, three weeks to get that across to you. So I'd like to conduct a three-week revival in your city. <laughs> Pastors, deacons, mothers of a church passing out. Paul, what denomination are you in? I'm. I'm kind of walking a tight line. I'm in between denominations. No wonder he said, uh, I beheld some things that are unlawful for a man to utter because he's, he's probably thinking, shoot, what I'm sharing is getting me in enough trouble as it is. There's some stuff I ain't even going to say. It's impossible for a man to utter. Every time I go to say it, the roba babala katalamanda. Oh my goodness. Paul is still in between denominations today. It's been 2,000 years. 
He still hasn't fully become a... And John is pretty out there. <laughs> Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. See, that's, that's three strikes. He's out. That's the prosperity gospel. That's the everybody healed gospel. And that's a sound mind. Ooh, mind. The, don't. Don't talk about the mind in the church. Never. Never talk about the mind in the church. And that's something. Paul, tell us what it was like when he showed up on the road to Damascus. Uh, no, 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 I'll do something one up on that. I'll just come to you in my speech and my preaching. With, be, with the demonstration Spirit. I won't tell you about how it was I'll tell you about how it is at the earlier in the program uh, Doc you know uh, dealing with Brad and his yes. story um, it, was, it was so um, amazing to me that uh, he came home one day he was uh, 16 years old, and he came home to face his stepmother and a, and a gentleman dressed in a military, military uniform. Yes, yes. And then he was given the choice, you either hit the streets, kid, or you go into the military. Yes. And he chose to go into the military, and that messed him up. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I mean, it totally messed him up. And I think that nowadays, you know, a, a lot of uh, teenagers especially, you know, the answer is not to throw them out on the street. No. I mean, no. you know, the answer is get International Miracle Institute. Yes, I yes, mean, that's yes. the answer. You well, know. it's the answer for the teenagers. It's also the answer for the human race. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, when, whenever you live in an imperfect world, which we all live in, you're going to have uh, experiences. You're going to encounter uh, friends' uh, rejection, uh, your spouse betrayal, your uh, employer or your employees, uh, you know, um, uh, betrayal or 
or a lack of performance or or even hatred you, you live in a we live in an imperfect world yes. and we cannot embrace this mindset that okay well that happened to me uh, and so this is why I'm the way I'm at I am because there is an antidote to this imperfection that we live in yes and that is the perfection uh, that Christ supplies through his presence in our life uh, the Word of God tells us that uh, people are, um, are going to cast off restraint because of they're destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. They, other, they're not going to restrain themselves and choose to go in a particular direction. They're not going to know that they have the ability to perform in a particular way or live on a particular level of excellence or achieve particular goals of, of happiness and contentment and fulfillment and uh, expectation instead of apprehension and fear. They're not going to know that unless truth has been spoken into their life. And that truth is the Word of God. And the Bible says that Word is alive. In the International Miracle Institute, yes. people are not taught just what is written on the page they're also taught that that is alive. Yes. If it's alive, then it's living and breathing and acting and moving. And, and so it would take Brad from a place where he would absolutely have probably no ability to trust an earthly parent or a relative or a friend because of fear. And then all of a sudden wash him from that, introduce him to the knowledge of a heavenly father that loves him. And then give him the ability again to be open, to trust, even though at the risk of people letting him down because he knows that his life is not any longer in the hands of man. Nothing a man can do to you can de defeat you or stop you if God is with you. And that is the kind of knowledge that is contrary to the line of thinking that a human operates in. It is a higher thought. It is a heavenly type of persuasion. Yes, yes. It comes by knowing the faithfulness and the love of God. And it's such a wonderful thing when you look at Brad today. There is no way to detect anything from the past. And International Miracle Institute did, did that. that. I mean, well, he said the first... Um, few months when they got the International Miracle Institute home study course, he said he, they, they, they just sat with their mouth open. Yes. The knowledge and the truth and the revelation that was coming through the International Miracle Institute yes. just set him free. Yes. And then also he says right now his son is 16 years old. And one of the questions I said to him was, Brad, would you ever throw your son out on the street? And, and he just, he has the knowledge. So, yes. you know, it's not just the child. That's yes. the victim in yes. that situation. It's also the parent. Yes. I don't believe that there's a parent out there yes. that doesn't want to know how to deal with their teenager. Absolutely. And I think that that's a, a worldwide problem Absolutely. is that communication gap. But see, in the International Miracle Institute, we, we, we have it so that you can listen uh, to, the, to the CDs with your teenagers yes. or with your children. Yes, and, yes. And, and the way we have it is that it actually affects the children, the teenagers, 
and the parent all at the same time. Absolutely. So not only is the parent um, getting a revelation of how to live a better life, trust, deal with deal with everything, but the teenager Absolutely. is is actually it. You know what or it the is. The child. Yeah. You see what's awesome about this is that it's not something we learn. And then someday in the future, when we get it all right, it happens. That's right. That's it's right. something where every word is accompanied by the power, and we're experiencing what we're learning on a daily basis. Yes. And you talk about within a few months, those are months of performance. Yes. And that's what happened with Brad. Yes. And, 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 and the 16-year-olds and the 15-year-olds and the 14-year-olds and 13-year-olds, 12-year-olds, they're just confused. Absolutely. And, and so they need what you said earlier, the truth will make you free. And, and you're listening to me right now, and you are uh, uh, out there. And God has got a divine setup between us and you today, between Christian and I and you and the International Miracle Institute. You've tried everything. You've read every book that you can read on raising a, a spirited child or, 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 or anything you can get a hold of to try and get that connection between you and your, your child. I will tell you for a truth that the International Miracle Institute will not only set you free from any past hurts and wounds, but it will set your teenager free. So you need to pick up that phone right now and become one of the 400,000 chosen ones for this final harvest. Join me again tomorrow for more happy endings and new beginnings.